Welcome everybody to Run Jump Stomp, your thoughts on gaming. If you want to be part of the conversation, it is incredibly easy to do so. Just grab your smartphone and download the Anchor app. Once you're there, search for Run Jump Stomp, hit the star, hit that voice message button, send me a message, and I will play it on the show. With that being said, let's start off with our very first caller of the day. Last week, I talked a little bit about Resident Evil 2 coming to the PS4 as a remake, and my question was, are you guys out there who have already played the game going to pick up the new one, or are you going to leave it behind? Uh, I never played the original, so I'm definitely going to be picking up Resident Evil 2 at some point. Uh, I definitely want to play a good, scary game, and and I've heard very, very good things about RE2. Uh, and but I have the advantage of having never played the original on the on the OG PS1, uh, so I'm excited for this. Uh, but I wanted to know what you guys were uh, going to do, and sure enough, Mikey be playing. He, he called in. Hey, Bill, Mikey be playing here. If you ever get sick of me calling, just DM me to stop. But I like this podcast, so I'll keep calling. I bought the original Resident Evil 2, and I just about maxed out the possible potential experience you could have on that game, and I really enjoyed it. I think you'll have a lot of fun if you decide to pick it up. I do think that the gore of the PS1, for me, was completely unoffensive because the graphics really weren't that good. Even back in the day, I'm like some red juicy looking polygons weren't that offensive and now they could make it look really gory so i can't really speak to that but will i be picking up at it again i won't be there are so many experiences in the gaming world but i have a really hard time going back to games i've played as remakes it doesn't appeal to me that much because there are so many experiences to have that i missed so i don't really want to go back to an old one thanks Hey Bill, this is Luke again calling in to get your thoughts on what I call Nintendo's trend of adding a pseudo co-op mode to their single player games. My wife and I played through probably almost 95% of Super Mario Odyssey where we would take turns being the hat or being Mario. And now we just got Pokemon Let's Go, which you can add a second player to walk around, add a second Pokemon to the battle and help throw Pokeballs to catch the new Pokemon that you encounter, and my question to you is, do you think this is a good trend in Nintendo games, and do you love it, do you hate it? From my thoughts, it's definitely a pro that I get to play games with my wife, even though it's not a fully functional co-op, but the con is it seems to make their games a little bit too easy, both in Super Mario and in Let's Go. So, yeah, just curious what you thought about all that. Thanks. Hey Luke, thanks for the call. Um, You know... I have to admit, I don't really play the games that way very often. Um, I probably did when my son was younger, but he's not interested in playing as the hat, and I'm not really interested in playing as the hat. I do remember playing Super Mario Galaxy, because this isn't the first time that Nintendo's done this stuff. Uh, But I remember playing Super Mario Galaxy, and uh, my son could join in with the uh, we the second Wii remote and just kind of collect stars for me as I was running around, and I thought that was cool, and he felt like he was playing, but 
as he got older, he felt like, well, it's not really as fun. And, you know, he and I did exactly the same thing as your wife and, and, and you did, where we played the Pokemon Let's Go game. And we would uh, basically, uh, you know, you, you help the other person catch. But and, and yes, you can walk around in the world, but the camera is focused on player one. And both of us found that very, very uh, disorienting because the camera's focused on player one and the player two just can't keep up with them sometimes. So they always, I like, he always felt like he was getting left behind and I didn't understand what his problem was with it. So then we traded controllers and I totally got what he was saying. It was really frustrating to play that way. I, so I don't like it. Um, I think it's good as an addition for for people who want to play these single player games, but experience them with somebody else. But I don't personally like how it's implemented. It's just not. I don't find the fun in it myself. If I want to play a multiplayer game, then then what we will tend to do is play something that is actually built to be multiplayer. I like the way that you described it as pseudo multiplayer. This is not real multiplayer. It's just an illusion. And at the end of the day, I just don't really enjoy that stuff. That being said, for parents with younger kids, this kind of stuff is really awesome. And I do appreciate that. I don't bemoan Nintendo or any video game company for making uh, how do I want to put this? Making optional gameplay modes that include other people. But if it's not actual multiplayer, we're probably not going to take advantage of it in my house. Uh, that being said, if you are enjoying playing like that, then that's cool. But it seems like you're kind of on the fence because you think it's making the games too easy. And... I don't know. Pokemon's never been that difficult. And when when we tried playing Super Mario Odyssey, I almost felt like the hat being another thing just got in the way. Uh, I definitely didn't think that it made anything easier. In fact, I think it increased the difficulty. Um, but, you know, that's because I'm playing with a 10-year-old versus you're playing with an adult. So maybe that maybe that changes things. I don't know. Hey, Run, Jump, Stomp. So I started playing this new game last week called Yik, a postmodern RPG. It's available on all consoles and PC and Mac. The game lately has been receiving a lot of negative controversy lately because of the way that it approaches topics like the way you input your name. An example would be at the beginning of the game, a bird asks you, the player, what your birth name is. People are saying that this is offensive because trans people may not associate with their birth name. Um, I was wondering, do, how do you think game developers and indie game developers should approach topics like this moving forward in their when they're developing these games? Because, you know, coming from, I'm sure there's a lot of developers that are listening right now. How do you think people should approach these topics? Should we go the more generic route or should we try to be creative but then have it backfire like this game? Thanks. So I haven't played uh, Yik, although is it is it really called Yik or is it called Y2K? I don't know. Um, I did receive a 
a review copy of the game, but I haven't had a chance to actually install it yet. Uh, so maybe my opinion will change after this, but the, the bird is asking you your birth name. I don't know that the company was trying to be clever or maybe they were just, maybe they weren't really thinking about it in that way. And we currently live in a society where everyone is looking for a reason to be offended. Everyone's constantly looking for a reason to be offended. So whether you play it safe or whether you try and be clever, there's going to be times where you're going to tick people off. You're going to rub people the wrong way. You're going to incur the wrath of some segment of the internet mob. That's just going to happen. And there's nothing that you can do about it. So I think that what game developers should do, and uh, if you disagree, please let me know. But what I think game developers should do is they should just make the game that they want to play and not worry about the other stuff because you can't make everyone happy. It's not a possibility. It's literally impossible. If you please one group, you're going to tick off another group. The way I would look at it is try and please the group that you would want to be a part of. So if having a bird ask the protagonist their birth name is going to tick off people who don't use their birth name, then just, you know, put your head down and deal with it. There's there's not much you can do to calm them down. I, I, I suppose you could patch the game and then ask, what's your name? And that would make people less upset. I'm not really sure why the developer chose the word birth name. I don't, if I were to guess, and I could be wrong because against, again, I have not played this game, but if I were to guess, I would say they probably didn't really think about it in that way. They probably just decided to use the word birth name instead of name. It just the it's just word choice. Like I remember handing in papers to my uh, English teacher in high school, and they would they would they would criticize my word choice. Like I chose these words when I was writing, and they would write WC next to it with a circle around it, saying that they don't like my word choice. But you know, I always, that always bothered me because that's, that's how I wanted to write. I wanted to use those words. Uh, I can understand them telling me they don't like my grammar or, you know, I spelled something wrong or I didn't cite something properly, but getting on me about word choice always bothered me. The thing that I have to say about the people who are upset with Yik about this, and again, I have to reiterate, I've not played the game, so maybe it's far more intrusive than uh, than than you told me. Um, but if you don't like what a game is doing, then don't play it. We don't live in a time where there's like 10 games a year and that's all you get to play. There are 
ten, there, there are hundreds of games launched every day on the various different platforms, PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, iOS, Android. And I'm sure that there's something that I didn't think of. Hundreds of games are launched every single day. If there's a game that has launched and is ticking you off, that is rubbing you the wrong way, then don't play it. It's that easy. I don't get why everybody always has to be upset about everything. But, you know, I'm a pretty chill guy. So let me know why I'm wrong. Hey, Run Jump Stomp. I was browsing through some old articles and I came across an article of Paris Hilton tweeting to Nintendo on why they haven't been bringing ports of their older games like Nintendogs to mobile devices. It got me thinking, do you think Nintendo might be taking the wrong approach here when it comes to bringing over their games to iOS and Android? Do you think that games like Nintendogs would be effective and sell well over other predecessors like Super Mario Run or Animal Crossing Pocket Camp? What games would you like to see um, mobily from Nintendo if they release them? I mean, personally, I would love to see a Nintendogs if they were to bring that over. I would also love to see a Wii Fit uh, be ported over to mobile devices. But yeah, I was just wondering what your opinion was on the matter. I know it's older news, but it's still fun to talk about. Thanks. I want to start by saying that the idea of holding my very expensive phone in my hand while doing some type of calisthenics, and I'm old, so I guess the word that I should use instead of calisthenics would be um, you know, cardio. If I want to do some cardio get get with the the lingo um if i want to do some cardio while holding my phone in my hand that seems scary we fitness with my phone in my hand that seems like a bad idea i mean there's a reason that nintendo had straps for the wii remotes <laughs> you know what i mean because people were flinging them all over the damn place uh throwing them at, throwing them at their tv and now you're holding something in your hand that costs you know 800 to a thousand dollars you probably don't want to do, be doing that. So I, I, I'm i just kind of chuckling to myself at that idea. But you do bring up a pretty good point. What games should Nintendo be porting? What older games should Nintendo be porting to uh, mobile? First off, I want to do a quick uh, plug, uh, hashtag sellout. Um, I have another podcast that is all about Nintendo, and you can you can find it wherever podcasts are found. It's called Nintendo Switchcraft. Uh, comes out three days a week, so make sure that you check that out. But I'm going to uh, talk about like Mr. Furukawa, who's the current uh, president of Nintendo. He recently, during the their year end um, December, uh, you know, financial report wrap up. Um, he said that, or he recently announced that mobile gaming is their third pillar. Uh, so now they've got dedicated devices as one pillar of their, uh, business. They've got their non-gaming stuff, which is like the movie and the theme park that they're working on. And then they've got their third pillar is mobile games. And um, 
I expect to see a lot more mobile games from Nintendo. So what games would we want to see? Well, at that same, uh, I think on the same day that he announced that, I'm going to sneeze. Maybe not. On the same day that he announced that, they also announced that they were bringing Dr. Mario uh, to iOS and Android, which is very interesting. I'm not a huge fan of touchscreen gaming. My thumb gets in the way. I'm not, I don't like that idea. Um, but, you know, I'll try it because I'm sure it'll be free to start, which is what Nintendo calls it instead of calling it free to play. Um, I think that that's okay. That's fine. I prefer to play on a dedicated device myself. The idea of of bringing other older games to the Nintendo Switch, I know that when Mr. Furukawa's predecessor, Mr. Kimishima, was in charge, he said, uh, we're not planning on really bringing... Actually, no, it was actually Mr. Kimishima's predecessor, 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 uh, Satoru Iwata. He said, he announced that they were partnering, partnering with DNA to make mobile games, and he said, "Don't we're not porting like Super Mario Brothers over. We're not porting our old stuff, which, you know, for the most part is a good thing, but I think that there's some games that would work very well. You mentioned one of them, Nintendogs. Oh my God, that that is a game that would make Nintendo a bajillion dollars, if that's a real number, which it's not, on iOS and Android. And the reason why is because it is the perfect kind of game it appeals to, I hate using this word, but it appeals to casual gamers. Uh, I'm using air quotes with that casual. It really does appeal to that audience. And you could you could in-app purchase the hell out of that thing. Uh, you know, spend $10, get a thousand dog bucks or whatever you want to call it. And then you could, you know, buy things for your dog to play with. The device has everything that you need. It's got... Uh, it's got a touch screen so you can interact with the dog. It's got a, um, a microphone so you could talk to it. Uh, this is definitely a good idea and Nintendo should get on it. What game would I want to see? Because I wouldn't play Nintendogs if you paid me. But what game would I want to see on iOS from Nintendo? Probably uh, some of the 3DS stuff that we've, or just DS ports like. Uh, that Zelda game, uh, Phantom Hourglass or Spirit Tracks, those were touchscreen Zelda games. And the way it played was you touched, it, it was just really fun and you played it using uh, stylus. And I really enjoyed playing that game, even though I'm not a fan of touchscreen gaming. So for me, that's the kind of stuff that I would want brought over are the games that are old DS games or old 3DS games that can't be ported to the Nintendo Switch because it doesn't have, you know, the two screens and making your phone, which you would play, you know, portrait mode vertically, split that screen in half. You've got the top screen on the top, the bottom screen on the bottom. Basically, you've got a DS. I think that would be great. And I think a lot of people would really enjoy that, Uh, especially people who missed out on those games the first time around because they were really, really fun. Uh, great question. Um, I don't think that what I said will ever happen, though. But Nintendo, get on Nintendogs. Like, you can make bank with that.
I don't really play PC games very much these days, mostly because after I broke my arm, it hurts to twist my arm into the WASD formation. Uh, so I tend not to play on PC very much. But when I do play on PC, it's either a game from Blizzard, in which case I have to use the Blizzard launcher, or it's a game from Steam. Uh, Steam has been my storefront for video games for many, many years. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many games I have on Steam, especially thanks to things like Humble Bundle or Steam Sales. I've got a lot of uh, software to play on my Steam library. I own a Steam controller. I have a Steam link. I'm a big fan of Steam. But they haven't really been doing much in the way of making their just Steam is kind of kind of getting sloggy and slow and I'm I as as much as I'm still a fan of having a place where I can go and buy every single game pretty much um I think that that they need to improve which is why I was really happy when Epic Games announced that they were making a competitor to Steam I I was really happy when Discord announced that they were making a uh digital marketplace as a competitor to Steam I was really happy when Twitch said that they were making a digital marketplace that would be a competitor to Steam and you know so far Discord and Twitch you know the there's there's just not enough there to buy but if there's anybody that can do it if there's anybody that can that can help um spur steam into action spur valve to improve their steam platform i think it's epic games epic games has a lot of clout in the industry now thanks to fortnite and they also have piles of money to make things happen so some of the things that they were um, saying that they were going to do when they announced the Epic Games Store was that they were going to make sure that the the people who are making these games got a bigger cut of the money. Now, right now, um, Steam takes 30% of the sales for anything that happens on the Steam Marketplace. And while I understand Valve needs to be paid for what they're doing, there are many developers and publishers who think that 30% is too much for what they're providing. And I don't know how I feel about that. I'm not a business guy. Um, you know, there is overhead that, that Valve has to deal with. So Epic Games is proposing that they're going to take a much smaller cut. And all of this stuff that they've been saying seems very, very interesting and very, very good. But here's where things take a left turn. It all comes around um, Metro Exodus, which is published by Deep Silver. Uh, the game was on Steam uh, as pre-release. And right up until a few weeks before launch, uh, you could go to Steam um, search for Metro Exodus and pre-order it right there. However, Epic Games must have uh, walked up to uh, Deep Silver and said, here's a big pile of money. Um, please uh, make your game a timed exclusive on our platform. 
Now, what does that mean? That means that for one year, the only place to buy Metro Exodus would be on Epic Games Launcher. And like that really bothers me. Not because, and first off, for the people who've already pre-ordered the game on Steam, they're going to still get their game. But you can't pre-order it anymore. And uh, Metro Exodus is now going to be a one-year exclusive deal with Epic Games, so you can only buy it on that launcher. And this is exactly the kind of thing that we don't want. We're, we're replacing one monopoly with another. What should happen, in my opinion, is that you should be able to decide what game you want to play, and you should be able to play it on whichever platform you should be able to purchase it at whatever store front you want. Maybe you want to buy it at Steam. Sure, that's great. Maybe you want to buy it at Discord. Okay, awesome. If you want to buy it at Twitch, that's fine too. And if you want to buy it at the Epic Games Store, that's also fine. But none of them should have exclusives unless it's a game that they personally made. I can understand why uh, Blizzard has uh, exclusives and you can't buy World of Warcraft from the Steam store. I get that. Blizzard made the game. They have their own launcher. That's what they want to do. I tolerate it from Blizzard because I love their games. I won't buy stuff from EA's store. I won't buy stuff from Ubisoft's store on PC because I don't love their games. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't have those launchers on my system. I have the, the Blizzard launcher and I have Steam. And if I really wanted Metro Exodus, I would probably also download the Epic Games Store, but I don't, so I'm not going to. And the Epic Games Store, you know, they're trying to use the clout that they currently have in the industry. They're trying to use, they're trying to use it like a hammer, when instead they should be using it like a scalpel. And I don't like that they're trying to turn their stuff into a monopoly. And I understand that this is probably the decision of some suits and not somebody who actually cares about what gamers want. And I just wish that these companies would understand that if you make a good product and you cater to the gamers, then people are going to come to your store anyway. Don't make it impossible for me to buy something where I want. Just like when Blizzard partnered with uh, Nintendo to make a, an Amiibo for their Loot Goblin, and then they partnered with GameStop to release it, I would have bought that if it wasn't a GameStop exclusive. I can't stand exclusivity. It drives me crazy. So this is a call-in show, and I've been talking about this for about seven and a half minutes. Where's the call-ins? Well, that's where you guys come in. I want to know your opinions on the Epic Games Store and what they're doing. And if you disagree with me, that would be awesome. I would love to hear the disagreements. Uh, if you agree with me, that would also be awesome. Maybe you have other ideas that 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 um, the Epic Games could do. But I really want to hear from you guys. So... 
It's super, super easy. All you have to do is download the Anchor app. The Anchor app, that's A-N-C-H-O-R. I talked about it at the beginning of the show, I think. And uh, once you find my podcast on there, Run, Jump, Stomp, all you have to do is send a voice message. It's incredibly easy. Keep it to a minute. Well, you don't have a choice. It's going to cut you off after one minute. And tell me why I'm wrong about this, why you agree with me about this, and what we think that Steam and Epic Games and Origin and um, whatever you uh, play, you know, whatever those all these companies can do, what can they do to make the PC marketplace better? That's it for this episode of Run, Jump, Stomp. Big thank you to everybody who sent in a question, a comment, or an idea. If you want to uh, be part of the show, all you have to do is use the Anchor app, send your idea. It doesn't have to be a question. It can be about old games. It can be about new games. It can be about anything in the gaming industry. Tell me what you're excited about. Ask me questions what you want to know about. Let's talk about video games here on Run Jump Stomp. Thank you again. Use that Anchor app and be part of the show. I'll see you all next time. Bye-bye.